Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Casa de Karma podcast and I'm your host, Carly Tabor. In each episode, I chat with industry leaders who will inspire and educate you to live naturally and in epic wellness. We dive deep into topics such as nutrition, self-care, spirituality, healing, natural beauty, conscious fashion, alternative therapies, and mindful living practices. Today I chat with Rosie Reese about yoni eggs, sensuality, and sexuality. You may know Rosie as the founder of Women's Nude Yoga, which she's been facilitating for over three years, guiding women into a beautiful state of self-acceptance and an appreciation for their naked body. But what you may not know, and what is more relevant to this episode today, is that Rosie is also a Tony Robbins-trained relationship coach, and she has helped thousands of women transform their relationship and intimacy with themselves and their partner. Also, in 2014, Rosie created an online crystal sex toy boutique called Yoni Pleasure Palace, which you can access via the shop at casadakama.com.au. It's here that she shares the power of yoni eggs and crystal pleasure ones. Rosie lives in Perth in far western Australia and travels the world sharing a modern yogic twist on nudism and empowering women to take control of their sexual pelvic health. In this episode, Rosie uses personal stories, tips, and information to empower you to become more sensually awake and connected to your sexuality in its fullest form. So let's get started. Rosie Reese, a big warm welcome to the Casa de Karma podcast. I'm so looking forward to unraveling this topic with you today. Likewise, Carly. Thank you for having me pleasure you're a real trailblazer when it comes to leading women to embrace their whole self through yoga and pleasure and various embodiment practices but today we're really getting back to basics and particularly focusing on yoni eggs and how they can help us awaken and experience sensuality and sexuality in its fullest form so with that in mind, I would really love it if you would open the conversation by really simply explaining to us what a yoni egg is. Yeah, for sure. So a yoni egg, so firstly, yoni means uh, sacred space or sacred temple in Indian Sanskrit language. Mm. Um, and I just love that because it's, it's such a different vibe, I guess you could say, uh, to the word vagina, which literally means sheath for a sword so I don't think a lot of us know that and um, the vagina is literally just the canal rather than the the yoni um, encompasses the vagina the vulva and the womb basically the whole the whole lot Mm. Um, and a yoni egg is an egg-shaped stone or crystal that's used inside the vagina to help strengthen the pelvic floor muscles and the vaginal walls um you might have also heard them called jade eggs because the the crystal that's typically used um is is a jade particularly a uh, nephrite jade is the highest quality you can get mm-hmm. and um yeah so yoni eggs are come in all different forms of crystals yes i definitely want to have one touch into that um later but you're so right about just even i guess the name that we give that part and space of our body which because i think you know depending on what we're told to or taught to call it when we're little and then you know Mm. obviously it gets not very nice words as you you know in high school whatever and um that in itself just the 
the name that you use, I guess, sets a real tone as to how you want to treat something, doesn't it? Uh, it really does. It really does. And I think most of the time we're actually quite unconscious about what we call that part of our body. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we had lots of nicknames for it growing up from, you know, moot to, yeah, vagina. Um, and I was even just saying to my girlfriend yesterday, she's like, I said to her, did you used to call your period um, your rags? And she's yeah. like, no. And I thought, okay, maybe it was because I'm, I'm, I'm a 1987 baby. So, um, and there was like a period of four or five years at high school that we called it our rags. I think I definitely and, went through that too. Yeah. And it just, that, that felt really normal and I'd forgotten about it. And I thought, isn't that, isn't that awful that we called it? Now I call it my bleed or my moon or, you know, that's sacred time of the month. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just reframing it to being something that's beautiful and, and sensual and sacred. Yeah. Um, and and that changes everything. Absolutely. It's yeah, the the perfect place to sort of begin, I guess, a really um, important foundation. So what are the benefits of a yoni egg? And now that I I'm, can call it, because I, I would say yoni as well, but now I know it's yoni. Oh, yeah, you can call it yoni or yoni. I think it's just a matter of accent. A lot of American ah. women sort of say yoni, okay. <laughs> whereas in Australia it's like yoni. <laughs> um, so the benefits, uh, well, I guess I'll start from the benefits that I experienced um, personally firsthand. Mm. Um, so when I first started using it, I I noticed just instantly a, a, a healing that took place for me um, on a more of an energetic level. So I discovered the jade egg practice in Bali. I went to a phenomenal workshop by one of my teachers, um, Sonia Shraddha Devi, who's the founder of Wild Sacred Feminine. And this was back in 2013 or 14. And as soon as we put the egg in, and it was a very, you know, we were all facing out and it was a very, um, you know, private private sort of class workshop mm. and I put the egg inside me and we just put so much love and intention into the egg into the into our yoga practice and we've done breast massage and all this kind of stuff and I just felt this wave of of healing energy going into my vagina for the first time in my life um, I'd always been quite promiscuous growing or in my early 20s and also tried to sort of trade sex for love and seeking validation and, and, you know, very orgasmic, like very wanting and needing that goal-focused um, sex to get my orgasm and to give men pleasure. Like it was very give and take. Mm. And when I started to use the egg, I felt this, you know, I don't need to get or give anything to anyone. It was just this beautiful um, and I'd never had an egg inside me either. You know, we've always had either tampons or um, dildos or penises, you know, something mm. phallic. Long. So it was also a very different sensation and, and the egg is a symbol of new life. So it felt like this new life coming inside me and something that wasn't to get an orgasm or to give someone sex or pleasure. It was just for me and for myself and my own healing and can, coming back home to myself. Yeah. So that's sort of the benefit first, you know, my first experience of it. Um, and then the more I used it, so I used it every day or every second day. Sometimes I'd walk around with it in, other times I'd do specific exercises. Sometimes I'd even self-pleasure with it and use the string and pull it in and out, which felt really beautiful. Um, and within about a month, uh, the partner that I was dating at the time, 
he was able to give, we were having sex this one time and then all of a sudden I squirted. I was able to have experience female ejaculation. And mm-hmm. that in itself, I'd been, like I had this tantric master when I was 20 try and make me squirt, you know, phenomenon that he wanted to share with all these women. Yeah. And yeah. it just wasn't happening and it could never happen and I thought it was a myth and there was like, no way can every woman squirt like Kimanami says. And but after using the egg, it's like it resensitized all the intricate nerve endings inside my vagina to make it more orgasmic and more ecstatic. And it just and now I can do it, you know, not every time, definitely not every time, but very regularly. And do you think that the your first experience with the egg in that workshop in Bali and just, I guess cultivating real intention and meaning to and with the egg helped the journey rather than say if someone just buys it online isn't really sure what to do and Mm. has a play around like do you think that the the I guess introduction um sets the tone for a more I guess powerful experience yeah you know what that's a really good question because I I've never really pieced that together because a lot of women obviously buy my yoni eggs from my website, mm. but they have no idea what it is or like if they're just, you know, a lot of women are doing it because it's, it is a bit of a fad at the moment. It's, it's being talked about a lot and a lot of women kind of get it and go, okay, what now? Um, and I have lots of information on my website and my brochures and I have a course coming out soon. But you know what? I think me having that experience in Bali four almost five years ago it it has set the tone it it created so much inspiration in me to come back to Perth where I live and share this with this message which is now a huge empire and we sell eggs and wands all over the world um it's grown beyond my my wildest dreams and it definitely definitely comes back to I had the most sacred experience with my egg on the very first time I even set you know my eyes on it or touched it it was extremely um profound and that just just you saying that has inspired me to potentially create more workshops like this for women around australia and the world because yeah women need to be having these experience um, i get yeah i agree yeah first and foremost because i guess that's what i was thinking sort of when you just shared i guess your own first experience and then i thought that compared to when it just arrives in the mail, like they're two quite different and you mm. kind of, you know, open up the pack and now what? Um, yeah. Quite Two quite different experiences and it just sounds like a really, I guess, beautiful introduction. Yeah, it really was. I remember sitting in Alchemy in um, Ubud and us, we were all choosing out our yoni egg as well, which is a beautiful thing in itself. If you can choose a yoni egg in person, that's, that's really nice to do, as, as, you know, and create that connection with it. Mm. Mm. So types of yoni eggs, they are they all crystal? Yes, yes, they're all um, crystals. So uh, I guess you've probably heard of Benoit balls or, or um, you know, like those Kegel balls. They're the mm-hmm. same kind of concept, but they're usually made out of metal or silicon or rubber or plastic. And, you know, silicon typically is great if it's medical grade. Um, however, yeah, I used to use these balls, these plastic rubbery balls that, you know, weren't high quality when I was younger. Um, and it's just not good for your body to use something that is 
particularly like has um, toxins or petrochemicals or phthalates in it or anything like that. So mm. um, the benefit of using crystal is that it's 100% natural. It's organic. It's from Mother Earth. Um, yes, some of them do have imperfections, so that's why we always say use jade first and foremost because it's it's the most dense, strong, um, durable stone. Like if you drop it on the ground, it shouldn't break if it's that really high-quality nephrite jade. Um but all of our eggs, before we send them out, we, we spot check them and make sure there's no imperfection, mm. particularly in the rose quartz. A lot of women are drawn to the rose quartz because it's so pretty and pink and it embodies that kind of self-love. Um, but it's also the roughest crystal in its raw form. Ah, okay. So it's, it's, it's a quartz um, crystal. So we, we do have a very strict sort of process to make sure it's highly polished and ridiculously smooth because it has to be for that um, purpose yeah so where do the where does the crystal come from how do you even go about sort of making it smooth and yeah there I have very amazing um, relationships with my suppliers so most of our rose quartz and black obsidian come from Brazil or Madagascar our moonstones from Madagascar um, our Indian jades from India, uh, jade, nephrite jades from Canada. Um, there's also some jade from China, which is beautiful quality as well. And, um, yeah, I've just built this incredible relationship with a manufacturer um, who just does exactly what I need them to do and, and is very ethical and there's no plastics or dyes or chemicals or waxes that go into the process. So it's, it's yeah, that's I, what I we want to know, isn't it? Yeah, like I have a degree in journalism and business, so this is just, you know, starting a shop and, and going to gemology kind of wasn't where I thought I was going, but it, it's, it excites me. So Yeah, I think that's what's important too. I mean, to be honest, we can all have a plan and do our best to to follow that, but I think to some extent none of us know where we're going. So I think you've just got to follow follow what you feel called to and yeah you're clearly having impact with this so it sounds like you're on the right path (laughs) (laughs) i agree (laughs) so i'm curious that crystals should we be cleansing and charging them yeah i mean listen when i first started out i was very woo woo about it all and i would put them under the full moon i would bless them and sage them and all this jazz and take them down to the ocean I think, though, a lot of women will use excuses to not use them, like, oh, I don't have the right crystal or I, I haven't cleansed it properly or, you know, it's – I really want to sort of encourage women to – this is like a pelvic health regime. Just like we wash our hair or brush our teeth or moisturize our skin, uh, you know, what are we doing for our vagina? This is like it's so important to use this either every day or every second day or at least three times a week. So, you know, if you haven't put it under the full moon, it's okay. Like you don't need to charge it up all the time. Mm. If, you're, if you're a busy woman, and you know what, we all freaking are busy, just rinse it in some salty water at home. Like that's going to give it a nice little cleansing bath if you know what I mean or pop it in the in the shower with you or the bath with you and, and you know even just holding it and setting an intention that can be cleansing uh, enough for some women so if it's if it comes between you using it and not using it I'd rather you just really you know um, 
not worry too much about the whole cleansing process. I do believe crystals hold energy though, so it is interesting to see because I obviously have, I have, you know, hundreds of crystals. Um, and it's, you know, whichever egg I'm drawn to is usually one that's freshly cleansed and, um, mm. you know, you can kind of feel energetically if, if an egg wants to be used or not. So in saying that, you definitely give them a good cleanse or bath under the full moon um, regularly. Yeah. But just if that, you know, it's important to use it as well. So don't you don't need to wait a whole month for the next full moon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good little bit of advice. So yeah. do you feel, because you've got so much variety to pick from, do you feel like you feel called, when you feel called to a particular crystal, it's because, I know you just said like they're more often than not, um, they've been recently cleansed, but that you're wanting the quality that that, particular crystal evokes definitely definitely I um for some reason before I get my period most times I really am drawn to the womb stone which is red carnelian um and that's like every month it's bizarre but then Mm. after my period I want something more like jade or or, um you know in the middle of my cycle I'll use obsidian I just I'm very intuitive with what I use and um, you know, if I'm really stressed out, I, I will use uh, amethyst because it's a really calming stone. Mm. So, I what's black obsidian said obsidian? to be good for? Re- yeah, it's a volcanic rock. Um, it's very, it's like a dark, it's a black glass kind of stone, and it helps with releasing negative energy. And um, it's very, it's very good for grounding and protection. But if I've, oh my God, I have heard the most incredible stories about women who've had serious sexual trauma and they use their obsidian egg or their obsidian wand just once or twice and it's, they literally don't even think about it anymore. Wow. And now I'm, I don't want to say these eggs are magic because mm. it's, I believe like whatever we give our energy to is, is pretty magic. Um, but there is something about black obsidian that is just out of this world healing. And I've seen it on time and time again, women using it and releasing that sexual trauma, but also even just emotional trauma. Yeah. Wow. So that sounds like great, a great sort of, I guess, purpose or intention and use for black obsidian and then amethyst for if you're wanting that calming effect, did you say? Yeah. Amethyst is, um, they used to, the word amethyst comes from a Greek word, um, that means sober or sobriety, and they used to believe that the Greeks would use amethyst or put amethyst in their pocket, and they could drink all night and got, not get drunk. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that actually worked, but I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> um, but so I, I, I used to struggle with uh, the addiction of smoking cigarettes, and so I used amethyst a little bit for that, and also Kundalini yoga and a few other things to help. And it's yeah, I don't I don't smoke anymore. It's been about four years since I've done that. Wow. Um, but amethyst is great for calming the nervous system. It's it's a very relaxing uh, meditative stone to use. It's nice. A lot of women use it to when they go to bed and actually sleep with the egg inside. And I think there's a lot of research. Well, there's not a lot of research, but um, yet um, some women find it's really beautiful to sleep with the egg other women find it way too activating and, and it stimulates a lot of brain waves during during their sleep um mm, that was interesting 
because that was yeah. one of the things when I was doing a little bit of research around, you know, what are people wanting to know around eggs? And I think one of the questions, like, and you, I'm sure you know this, that people Google is, are they safe? Is it safe to sleep with one? Mm. You know, it's. I used to sleep with it in quite regularly. Um, but then I started to notice that my dream state, I'd actually sleep with a black obsidian one in, which is a bit silly because it's really quite activating. Um, I would have the most intense dreams. I would wake up really angry um, or crying, and that was probably the black obsidian. But also I tried with other crystals, and it still kept me wide awake. I had really restless sleeps. Um, that's me personally. So I don't sleep with my eggs in anymore for that reason because I love to get a good night's sleep. Mm. Um, but some women, um, one of my girlfriends sleeps with her amethyst egg in regularly and says she has the best night's sleep of her life. So I just think it's different for every woman. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess the real it's people who don't agree with it is probably because they believe that the eggs are, um, you know, if they're porous and, and to some extent, you know, the crystals have, have different hardness um, you know, different scales of hardness. So you don't want to be leaving anything inside your vagina um, for longer than, you know, six, eight, 12 hours. Um, you know, you know, you wouldn't leave a tampon in there for that long. However, a tampon is very absorbent, right? So you could mm. get that toxic shock if you leave it in for a few days. Whereas an egg is not absorbent, like the crystals are not going to absorb it, that and you don't wear the crystals when you're bleeding either. So, um uh, in my personal opinion, it's fine to have it in for half the day or, you know, a, a night's sleep. It's not going to hurt. Um, but it's very important for women to listen to their own bodies because it, everyone's different. Yeah. So are there any dangers? I mean, I feel like you sort of answered it earlier on when you said that they're natural and, you know, they're non-toxic and, yes, they might um, be a little bit rough on the edges, but that shouldn't really be the case. Is there anything or I guess any particular instance where they could be dangerous? No, not in my humble opinion, no. Um, you know, there was this this article that kind of went around about TSS, to toxic shock syndrome, and, you know, in the whole history of the jade egg practice, no one has ever, no woman has ever reported having toxic shock or anything, like nothing negative happening. Um so because, like I said, that the stones are not absorbent um, and they're very safe to use. In fact, I believe they're, they're safer to use than something that's metal or silicon or plastic. Um, yeah. You know, what, what did we used to use internally before the invention of rubber, plastic or silicon? You know, there's, there's siltstone dildos <laughs> that have been discovered from, I think it's 32,000 B.C., um, in Germany in the Paleolithic era. So wow. we used stones, we used wood, we used, you know, polished wood, um, we used rocks <laughs> inside our vagina. The Chinese, the women of ancient China, the, it's an ancient Taoist practice. They used the jade because they knew it was such a high quality. Um, and there's no, there's not any risks in using that. It's natural. Um uh, and yeah, it's every woman's different. You know, some women put the egg in for five, ten minutes, and it's like, whoa, that's enough. Yeah. And so it's being able to have the the inner um, kind of alarm bells or wisdom to go, okay, I've had it in for ten minutes, and I can feel that my I'm getting some aching sensations. So just take it out. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been doing this for centuries, so I don't believe there's anything wrong with, with using an egg or a wand inside your vagina. <laughs> mm. Do you have any specific tips in terms of inserting, like how to insert or how to remove an egg um, and doing that in any particular way? Yeah, so we sell an unwaxed, unminted string so um, that you can order with your egg. And before you put it in, it's great to so obviously wash the egg in some warm water with apple cider vinegar or an essential oil like lavender oil or eucalyptus. Um, give it a little cleanse under the, the full moon if it's a full moon or um, some salty water and then thread your drilled egg through with some floss it's like a it's like a really strong string and then you want to put the larger end of the egg at the entrance of your vagina and just draw little circles around the entrance um, so once you've strung the egg, you tie the knot, obviously, and then you can use some lubricant if it, if you feel like you know you're a little bit dry. Um, you can use some coconut oil or your favorite lubricant, and just draw those circles for a little while and keep breathing. And imagine like when you exhale, your yoni is like yawning open, and and almost like welcoming in the egg. And it's really nice for your first time that you use it, just to really carve out about 15 to 30 minutes where you can just really like, give yourself a breast massage first. It helps to open and activate our yoni. Um, obviously, when our, our breasts and our nipples are stimulated, it, it awakens um, you know, our sexuality. Mm. So um, that's nice to do for five, ten minutes beforehand and then give yourself a little yoni massage um, and then really gently let the egg either be taken in. Sometimes it will literally just open and, and just take it inside it's amazing um or if you're finding it it's a, you know you're a bit time poor and you, you really want to get it inside just gently guide it in with your finger um about a finger's length so yeah you, yeah. you just gently guide it in and it'll go in and up and behind the g-spot kind of resting in between the, the g-spot and the cervix mm -hmm. so there's like a little cavity there so you might not even feel it and that's totally normal Okay. And then with removal? Yeah. So you just want to pull on the string and it's like removing it like a ta like you would a tampon. So just taking it out. Um, it's really good to squat down in a wide-legged squat in the shower is a great place to start mm -hmm. um, just in case because sometimes when you remove the egg, some women have been known to orgasm, some women have been known to squirt um, some can, you know, a little bit of urine might come out just because it's really important to fully, fully relax okay, and yep. soften all the muscles so as, um, you know, it's easier to take it out. Now, if the string breaks or if you have an undrilled egg, again, squat down in the shower, bear down. So imagine like you're pushing, like you're going to the toilet basically, pushing down and then you can insert one or two fingers and just gently scoop it out. Um, if that doesn't happen, then just go to the toilet and it'll it'll pop out. It'll always come out. A lot of women panic that it'll get stuck. Mm. But if we knew our anatomy, we would know that it's actually impossible to get stuck. Um, you can. It'll always come out when you go to the toilet or if, even if you have to get your partner to put your, the fingers inside you to take it out. Um, but now, you know, for me, for example, I can 
remove the egg without doing anything, without touching, like putting my fingers in. I just squat down and I can actually isolate the muscles at the top near my cervix and I can really gently almost like push or birth the egg out. So that's kind of what happens after using it for three or four years, <laughs> ideally. Yeah. And is that, that sort of like, I guess, using the the your Kegel muscles, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Using your pelvic floor muscles, your Kegel, um, from doing Kegels. So Kegels are, are literally just um, like pulsing and releasing. And it's really important with Kegels that you – the the relaxation is just as important as the contraction so when you squeeze and imagine like hugging your vaginal muscles around the egg it's so important to actually relax and release so it's like inhale squeeze for five counts and hold and hold the and imagine like you're squeezing and gripping the yoni egg and then exhale for five and totally melt and relax the the yoni muscles so doing that, making sure you relax. Otherwise, you're just tightening and you don't want to have a really tight vagina because it's then sex will be painful. Yeah. So you want to make sure you have a, a dexterous vagina so you can contract but you can also open and relax and, and you know, receive. Yeah. So once the egg is inside us, in terms of, um, I guess, your favourite or the what you recommend in terms of a – a yoni egg practice mm. yeah once mm. it's in there for those whether it be 15 minutes half a day mm. well there's a there's sort of two different variations um that i that i do well there's a few there's lots actually but the two that i like um one is much much more sensual <laughs> than the other one mm-hmm. and the second one is kind of more of a workout so the first one I love to do, um, if I'm feeling really juicy and sensual and kind of soft and feminine, is, you know, some cat-cow movements and as I stretch open, I'll squeeze and or relax and as I round my back, I'll squeeze and engage the egg and I'll do that a few times and then I'll kind of find myself on my lower back, um, like on my on my back and lifting my hips up and squeezing and then exhaling and relaxing and letting out sound. Um, so a lot of using my, it with a yoga practice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to know yoga. It's more yeah. of like a pelvic floor yoga. And then if I feel like I really need to get a bit more energy, um, if I'm feeling a bit low energy, I find when you, when you pulse your vagina, when you squeeze, it gives you – it's like an instant – hit of energy um so sometimes like for example this morning i um i went down to the i live just by the beach and there's this little workout station on the grass and i just did um my booty workout but with with the egg with the pelvic floor um engagement so i'll be on my hands and knees and i'll lift up one one leg and bend the knee and just pulse with my um my leg up and as i'm pulsing i'll squeeze my vagina and my booty so it's like a bit of an all-rounder booty and yoni workout yeah Um, and I have an online course coming out in December that goes through all of those different practices exciting I'll definitely include a link in the show notes once that's out you'll have to let me know I will so in terms of I guess I think it's eventually at some point 
women like all of us will go through phases whether it's um, part of our monthly cycles or we have um, a particular particularly sort of I guess impactful situation or event in our life will go up and down in libido Mm. how do you recommend because I mean I guess the problem might even be like great great to have a yoni egg and um you know have a self-pleasure practice but what about when people aren't even feeling called to pick it up or take any action in the first place and you know they're just so far away from any orgasm because they're not doing the work or intention to get there Mm -hmm. oh yeah great question and something really relevant um i feel at the moment not just in my own personal life but in so many women's life um so i recently went through a breakup um and a few different other things in in terms of relationships and it was so interesting because i'm a very sexual person um but the past two months have i've just had no zero libido my libido went missing and i was like what is going on Mm. um I didn't want to use my egg. I didn't want to self-pleasure. I just had no desire. Um, And what I realized was actually my heart was really hurting. And there was some stuff that I had on my chest that I just wasn't getting off my chest. Like I was really not connecting my heart. My heart wasn't connected to my yoni. And I think as a woman, we really, that there needs to be that link, that, that kind of, clear communication that runs and I talk about this a lot in my workshops is building that link between the heart and the yoni um yeah you can definitely have sex and not be heart connected and have a great old time and be very orgasmic um but I think when it comes to relationships and I hear time and time again women just they love their husband or they love their wife and but they just don't want to have sex with them and Mm. I always say that if you want your libido back or if you want to have an incredible orgasm or con- sexual connection with your partner, start with a vulnerable conversation. And that is, <laughs> that's what I needed to do. So two months had gone by where just zero libido. And then I met up with my ex and we had the most vulnerable, heartbreaking, you know, crying, forgiving conversation that just cracked open our hearts so much we fell in love with each other again mm. um and my libido came back like straight away and all of a sudden I've got all this sexual energy um so often there's so much between you and your partner that you're not actually talking about um yeah there could be different sort of hormone things going on and you know physical stuff I understand that but I'm just talking about emotional here yeah and when you clear that, when you sit down with your partner and you sit opposite each other and just look into each other's eyes and just don't leave that room for three hours until you've let it all out and you might yell and scream and point the finger and this and that, but like coming back to this place of love. Um, that and it's coming actually... back to that sort of level of embodiment as well where it's not just sort of an empty practice or two bodies coming together or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, an an empty solo practice, but, yeah, bringing that sensuality back to it, I guess. 
yeah do this with yourself even yeah have a conversation with yourself yeah get really fucking real with yourself (laughs) tell yourself you know and you can start by looking at sitting in front of the mirror and saying the truth is blah 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 blah. no the real truth is and then da 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 and then go okay no the actual truth and just keep going what's the truth what's underneath that truth what's underneath that truth and get to the freaking core of what's going on get really real with yourself and you know you might trace it back to like trauma from your childhood and it might be hard trauma so that's like rape or sexual abuse might be soft trauma like you know getting an std that can be hard trauma as well or like someone shamed you for being a slut or um you know Maybe someone even looked at you the wrong way or touched you the wrong way or you had drunken sex when you weren't ready and, like, put your hands on your yoni or on your heart or both and, and tune in and actually ask ask her what's going on. Um, there's an example of a woman that I know who keeps getting these vaginal infections like bacterial vaginosis um, and, like, really, really itchy inside. And it's not an STD but it's this physical reaction that she's having to the man she's sleeping with because she's not speaking up and saying, hey, I don't want you to fuck me like that because it hurts or I don't want to dress up like that because I don't enjoy that. And she's not crazy. Yeah, and your vagina will give you a sign. Like your vagina has a very loud voice, or mine does, if I'm not, if I'm pissed off, I get a UTI. If I don't want to have sex like that, I'll get thrush. Um, and so I've built this incredible relationship with my vagina now that we know. <laughs> I know that I know the signs, and I've created not just a link from my vagina to my heart, but from my vagina to my throat. And so now I speak up and I go, "No, I don't like that, or I don't want that, um, or I want this." And I'm gonna, you know, oh, you know, requesting what I actually do want, mm. not just saying what I don't want. Gosh, the throat's such a, a huge thing, isn't it? I know. I mean, just thinking about the chakra system I know myself I've had different points in time and where it's just felt so blocked and I don't know what happens to us but we can find it so difficult to communicate I remember having this one experience in a yoga class and I almost felt like I was choking because Mm. I just needed to get stuff out but I did I was just petrified and then yeah the moment I did it was the most freeing experience but we block these things and we don't verbalize them for years even yeah i mean that's this is what happens when we become adults where we're not educated to show our emotions like a kid would have a tantrum and stomp their feet and have a scream and a cry and then get over it as adults we're like oh no no no, we can't do that we bottle it up and the tantra training that i've done is um you know, express and release through breath, sound and movement. And so a lot of my workshops and the work that I do in one-on-one sessions is all about the throat. Like it's definitely about your sexuality and your heart, but it's getting it out and through the throat because when we can like really scream or release or let go through our throat, oh my God, it changes your relationship to your pelvis. And I always say how your jaw um, structure is, is, or your throat, you know, your jaw is directly um related to your pelvis and so the more you can access your throat energy and the more you can access your sexual energy for sure Mm, yeah all of this talk of sensuality and sexuality people need to know what to do next and 
where to get their hands on a yoni egg. So I would love if you could share a little bit about the Yoni Pleasure Palace and its online address. Yeah, for sure. So um, you can get your yoni eggs from yonipleasurepalace.com. Um, we ship all over the world. And rosyreese.com, um, same, we have exactly the same products on both websites. Um, and if you use the code Yoni Love, you can get $10 off. Um, and basically, yeah, just start with intuitively choosing your eggs. So we sell about six different kinds of Yoni eggs, black obsidian, amethyst, jade. There's a few different forms of jade, um, rose quartz and red carnelian, red jasper. Now, they all do the exact same thing on a physical level. They'll all help strengthen and tone your pelvic floor. Mm. Um, they'll help to regulate hormones. That takes a little while. It's not, you know, it doesn't happen straight away. Um, you know, my cycle went from a 40-day cycle to now 28 days. Um, and I used to get the world's worst PMS ever. And now I don't get anything, nothing. It's actually not normal. It's not natural to, <laughs> to get bad PMS. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's not normal how how sort of well you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm actually still shocked a little bit about that as well because it's been it's been about six months now. I've been using the eggs for four years, but six months that I've had the most incredible cycle mm. ever. Um, I just it's That's that really shock, cool. like oh, it is when you go to the toilet and you see you've got your period and you're like oh, wow, I didn't even know it was coming. Whereas previously I had a, a week and a half of headaches, mood swings, sore boobs, bloated, you know, just tantrums, like everything. Oh, so bad. And heaviness, cramping, and like lying on the floor, nearly dying. That is not normal, okay? There's, that's, and that's more of a hormonal thing, but, you know, the, the eggs definitely do assist in reducing that. Um, and they also help with like weak bladder, incontinence, prolapse. Um, so, just first of all, just know that they all do the same thing on a physical level and there's no right or wrong when it comes to choosing your crystal. I always do, in saying that, I always do suggest starting with a nephrite jade because it's the traditionally used stone. It's the most dense. If you drop it, it won't break. It's solid. Um, but, you know, if you're drawn to a red jasper egg, then, you know, follow that and there's probably a reason behind that energetically. So even if you close your eyes and if you see a color, you know, feel guided buy that color and, and just buy that egg. You know, a lot of women say they have my my shop tab open on their computer for like 12 days because they can't decide on their bloody egg. And I just think just go with your gut instinct. Trust that. Yeah. Okay. All of our eggs are um, 100% safe to use, as in we don't sell any crystals that are unsafe to use internally, and I've written an article about this as well. So um, just follow your heart when it comes to choosing um, a stone. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Rosie, thank you for your time today and really for being both an example and a microphone for a message that empowers women to embrace and explore their sensuality and sexuality. Mm, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for the interview and for spreading this message. It's so important. You know, when a woman is sexually empowered, that's just going to infiltrate and trickle into so many different aspects of our life. So it's really important work. Mm, absolutely. To everyone listening, you can view the show notes for this episode, including links to the resources discussed at casadakama.com.au forward slash Rosie Reese. 
If you have enjoyed listening, please go ahead and rate and review it on iTunes or if you're over on SoundCloud, give it a heart depending on where you're tuning in. And of course, I invite you to subscribe for more conversations like this where I chat with trailblazers and experts helping you to live in epic wellness.